From the 600 ESPN El Paso River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studio, here's Steve Kaplowitz and Adrian Broadus. All right, welcome back, everybody. Start of a new week here on the show. Man, oh, man, it's championship week in the NFL. That's right. Championship week, baby. The Detroit Lions, one win away from their first ever Super Bowl appearance. Oh, I love it. I love it. In fact, um, for what it's worth, and it really means nothing in the grand scheme of things, I did go 4-0 in my NFL straight-up picks last week. Very happy about that. Adrian, I feel like you and I were the same. Did you also go 4-0? Did you pick the same as I did? Yes, and I think the deciding one was Kansas City versus Mm -hmm. Buffalo. You and I picked Kansas City. Uh, Our other two prognosticators who who made uh, picks on this show, Lane Frank, Cade McConnell, they took Buffalo. And so I feel good. I feel like, uh, you know, the Chiefs got it done yesterday. Uh, The window, despite what Josh Allen is saying, that it is open. It's starting to close for the Buffalo Bills. And uh, is this like a little, uh, I'm sorry to bring up your New York Knicks, but is this a little... Little MJ versus the Knicks in the '90s. Is this a little, you know? Um, I guess you could even say MJ versus like the Atlanta Hawks in the '90s. Is this a little bit of that right now? What we're seeing with the Chiefs and Bills. You know what somebody else referred to it as today? What Yankees Astros? Oh, I like it because like the Astros have owned the Yankees um, the last you know six seven years in the postseason, and it's sort of reminiscent about that too. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good comparisons. You know, the uh, Brady Manning comparison is still there between Mahomes and Allen. Last night, you watched Josh Allen; he's fantastic. Uh, there are going to be people who even uh, maybe call this show and think that he's a little overrated. I think he's fantastic. I th- I thought that he kept them in the game. He had some really nice passes. The deep shot to Stephon Diggs is one that we'll always reflect on from this game. Uh, but I-, I just think that he's one of the best in the game. If he's not number two, he's definitely number three behind uh, Mahomes. And Burrow, uh, yeah. and I just I love watching Mahomes and Josh Allen duke it out when Manning and Brady were duking it out way back in the mid two thousands. Not way back, but in the mid two thousands, Brady got the upper hand early on, and then it took really the uh, late two thousands, early twenty tens for Manning to start winning on his end. Couldn't uh, agree with you more. In fact, you know, you look at the the games this week, and I thought the best chance for an upset was Green Bay beating San Francisco. But I just, as much as I wanted Aaron Jones to get to the championship game, um, I couldn't do it. I had to pick San Francisco. And the truth is, Green Bay outplayed them. They should have won. There's no doubt about it. They should have left that game uh, going to Detroit for the NFC championship. But things don't always work out the way you're supposed to. In fact, think about this. Anders Carlson misses um, a 41-yard field goal. That would have given Green Bay a seven-point lead late in the fourth before San Francisco puts their final drive together to get the win on that uh, on that touchdown. So Carlson misses, um, which would have at worst made it a tie game for Green Bay. And then on the flip side, in Buffalo, look what happens in that particular situation. Bills are down three. They are driving. It looks like they are about to tie a game Going down the stretch, that would have been it, and it would have been a tie score. And Green Bay or Casey still would have had the ball, but that game most likely would have been headed for overtime. And what happens there? Well, um, you know, again, Tyler Bass he missed two field goals last week. 
This time he goes wide right, which, by the way, if you're old enough to remember Scott Norwood, he went wide right. Wide right, which would have beat the Giants. And instead, the Bills lose the Super Bowl that year. And wide right are the two words you never want to hear if you're a Buffalo fan. But that's what happened with Tyler Bass. That's what happened with Buffalo uh, losing to Kansas City and, and Mahomes. And, you know, it's, it's just the way things seem to work. And, um, you know, Kansas City, yeah, they have their number. But at the same time, at least in that game, Adrian, Buffalo should have been in a spot to tie that game up, but um, Bass, Bass hooks it, and, and and there goes Buffalo's chances. You know, you think at uh, the Dallas Cowboy fans and how they just called the show all last week talking about how miserable they've been, uh, upset with the coaching staff, upset with the ownership group, upset with Dak, whatever it might be. Uh, we love the darling Lion fans who've actually got a chance to go to the Super Bowl right now. What a story this is. But is there a more miserable program? Forget just, uh, or I mean franchise, forget just in the NFL, but maybe across all the sports than the you know Buffalo Bills fans to be that close so many different times and just not get over the hump, not get the Super Bowl ring that they've wanted, you know, ever since going four straight times in Absolutely. the early nineties. And uh, you know, you just think if it if it's not now, then when is it ever going to be? They've got a top two, top three quarterback in the league and they can't get it done. Not to mention they got a couple of great receivers. I mean, you got Stephon Diggs. Um, you've got you know the tight end Kincaid. The rookie had a very nice year. Uh, you've got weapons. You've got Cook at the running back spot. I mean, Buffalo. Look, and they were hosting. They were hosting this game against KC. But you want to know something? This is what we said on the radio last week. It is so difficult to beat a team like Kansas City twice in the same season. It's really tough to do that. I mean, you might get you might get the better of Mahomes once, but to beat him twice, even if you're hosting that divisional game, that's so much easier said than done. It really is. Like the reason I like Kansas City so much in the playoffs, and I'm going to pick Kansas City against Baltimore. I'm going to tell you right now, despite what Baltimore did to Houston, despite how good they looked, I'm picking KC. How can you go against Mahomes when you know everything is on the line? He's money, and if he loses to Lamar Jackson next Sunday, good. I mean, you know, that's hey, that just solidifies Jackson as the best player in the league, as the MVP, and Baltimore as the best team in the AFC. But I'm not picking them. I'm picking Kansas City to win that game, Adrian. Patrick Mahomes is only 28 years old, and I think he's at that point that Brady was in his career. It was right after the Seahawks uh, Super Bowl, where it felt like in meaningful games, he was always in control. Patrick, I mean, we don't give him enough credit for that because it seems like when he, whenever he's in the game, forget the weapons he has around him. Uh, Kelsey had a great game yesterday, but outside of him, you don't really look at anybody else other than Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Um, and, and I just think Mahomes and what he's been able to do with this team is just an overachievement I mean the easy argument is that they exit the playoffs at some point and they reload over the offseason with formidable weapons around him like good wide receivers they rebuild the line a little bit more to just make improvements there and then continue to build on that defense which has gotten better and better over seasons but uh, he he is uh, showing right now that he is overachieving as a quarterback and just proving week in week out why he is the number one player in my eyes in football 100% 100%. So, 
Again, we'll talk football with you. Miners, big win on Saturday. They, you know, look, this team is doing exactly what we hoped they would do. They won the two big uh, home games. They beat uh, Middle Tennessee, who they should have beat. I mean, that's a bad basketball team. But then Western Kentucky, you know, again, good entertaining game, high-scoring game, Miners win. We're going to give out awards today. We'll talk minor talk. But, Adrian, my biggest takeaway from this is that in this league, meaning Conference USA, it is such a top-heavy league with home teams that nobody in this league is a good road team. Nobody. So considering the fact that this tournament is going to be in Huntsville, Alabama, it could be as wide open as it gets. So if a team like UTEP can string together a couple road wins and take care of business at home, they could find themselves easily being a top four seed going into this tournament rather than being on the bottom five. Yeah, right now, Conference USA is in the uh, actually the top conference across college basketball in home win percentage at 79%. So, yeah, there's only been four home losses so far across Conference USA, which is really unheard of. You think about uh, the parity across Conference USA. Yep. It's been shown year over year, but now it's really favoring the home team. So, Miners have a tough stretch this week. It's La Tech, Sam Houston. Those two teams have been winning as of late. So the Miners, it, like Joe Golding said to me at practice today, they can just get one of those. It's a huge accomplishment for this team. Uh, if they can get both of them, then we're really talking about a turnaround here for this team, and we're talking about them legitimately becoming a contender in Conference USA. Could not agree with you more. So we'll talk UTEP today as well. we got a lot to cover on the show. We're only on with you for two hours, and then John takes over uh, at Hudson's Grill today, 1770 Lee Trevino getting ready for UTEP. Utah basketball with Keith Adams and Joe Golding. So that's coming up uh, in our 6 o'clock hour today. All right, let's get it rolling. Let's jump to the phones. Two lines are open, 505-6009. That's one way to get through. You can also reach us and hit us up on social media, at 600 ESPN El Paso, whether it's Twitter, whether it's X, whatever you call it, we're there. We're looking forward to hearing from you. And if you have the 600 ESPN mobile app, which you all should have, and hopefully you do, and you can listen to the show through your Bluetooth device or through your Apple CarPlay or your your Android, uh, you know, your your uh, Google, your Google Android device. Uh, hey, all the the more reason to check us out. You can chat in real time using the mobile app. So that is also important. I think it's Google Play is what I'm talking about. So those that's what you have to worry about today. Let's get moving. Start it off with Orly. He's first up. Orly, good to hear from you. Thanks for the call. Well, that was a tough game on Saturday night. Let yes. me tell you. It did, I mean, had everything going against them. Uh, Purdy did not look good early in the game. Didn't look good in most of the game. But when you, all the criticism, can he win a game when they're behind on the last uh, drive? He was he was on the dime. He was. On that last drive. He was perfect. He was absolutely and then, perfect. And the guy that came through was Jennings. He's uh, he's very uh, seldomly used. Uh, you, I mean, when do you see uh, Kittle drop an easy pass? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? He was he was still that pass to Uke on about the forty yard line was a dime. Only one that could get it was him. It was so low. Uh, give Purdy credit. All the criticism. It looks like he. He can move the team down. He had the team against Cleveland. He moved them down. The kicker blew it. And that's what concerns me as a 49er fan. Yep. Our kicking game. Yeah, Jake Moody. I don't, right. Moody, I don't trust him. 
He's uh, he missed uh, three against the Rams. Of course, it was against the Rams. It was uh, they were playing their secondary, their secondary team. But against Cleveland, he had an opportunity. He missed it there. Uh, he worries me about going into this because it's going to be some close games. I'm pretty sure the next two. Um, well, they can. They, I, it's I, I hope Samuel can play. He's about a 50-50 shot right now. They say it's not. It's not a. It's not a hairline fracture. It's just a bruise. Yeah. And I guarantee he'll play. He's a tough, tough ball player. It was a good game, and I'm glad to see Aaron Jones had a good game. Unfortunately, like he said on the on the on the press conference afterwards, it says the 49ers have our number. They do. Like although that. although they wasted a good 56 yard run by Aaron, they really did. Yes, I mean, they did. They you know. really did. Yeah. He was, was he, he positioned them. It was it was a ridiculous run, and and he made a cut on that run that was just sick. But I mean, they wasted that. That was three at, at the worst, and that would have you know that could have been the dagger for San Francisco had they punched it in. Instead, they get yeah. nothing, and green and, and San Fran responds with the game winning drive on the following possession. Well, you got to remember too at the beginning of the game, they have the in, they're inside the twenty three times. Yep. And yep. settle for two field goals. That makes the difference in the game. That's what I'm telling you. Green Bay yeah. me. Green Bay was the better team in that game, but San Francisco oh, sure got were. the win. So yeah. Sure they were. But sometimes I'd rather be lucky than good. Absolutely. Absolutely. So all right. That could turn the season around for the 49ers, realizing you better show up for every game. And I think that's going to help them against Detroit. Detroit's got a good team. But I don't know. Our, the linebackers for the 49ers are pretty stout. Greenlaw, and let me tell you, Greenlaw played a heck of a game. What a ball game. He was all over the place. Uh, it's going to be fun. The Sars UTEP, I'm glad they won. Um, let hope they can go on the road. They got, what, Lot Tech and Sam Houston. That's right. I can't, and Sam Houston's got a, got a pretty good little team. I didn't expect they were going to be that good. But you look at the switch. Remember the old days? You, you and I remember the old days. When the teams from Utah and BYU used to hate to come to play New Mexico and Utah, because that was two losses. Yep. It looks like it's going to be that way with New Mexico State and Utah. I agree with you. Yeah. And they're both playing better. I mean, look at the Aggies. They're turning their their season around overnight as well. So you're right. It's going to be, uh, man, the next six weeks of this season is going to be very, very interesting. Orly, and I appreciate the call. Thanks for getting in. We'll get to Eddie on the backside of this timeout. 17 pass. Let's head over to Charlie 1 and get this traffic update. For a 21 pass the hour as we continue. I said earlier, um, uh, Google Play, but uh, if you've got uh, an, you know, whether it's the, um, whether uh, you go into the car and uh, if you've got an Apple, if you've got really an iPhone and you have an Apple device, Apple CarPlay is great, but it's Android Auto. That is the Android version of Apple CarPlay. So it doesn't matter what, regardless of what device you have, you can hook up either to Android Auto or Apple CarPlay and listen to this show through your uh, your device and using the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app, it's amazing. It's what I do. I get in the car. First thing I do is hook up to my uh, Apple CarPlay and listen to the radio station when I'm driving. And it's I'll be doing that tonight with uh, with John and 
And uh, Utah basketball coming up at 6 o'clock. I did that this weekend for all the football games that we were able to not only air through mm-hmm. the over-air traditional way of listening to radio, but also the streaming version, which I loved. And we will be doing it when we're in Vegas at Radio Row because that'll be how we monitor the station. So we will be listening on the mobile app when we are uh, out there on the road in Las Vegas from Radio Row at Mandalay Bay two weeks from now. Hard to believe. We'll be in Vegas two weeks from today. That's right. I've already uh, started to make the plan, Steve. I, I need to get the the walking shoes. Need to get the extra equipment, extra gear, and stuff like that. Already placed some Amazon uh, orders. So let's do it, man. It's awesome. been a lot of fun. Can't wait. Let's go back to the phones right now. As sports talk continues. Eddie is with us in Fort Bliss. Eddie, what's going on? Not much, Steve. Adrian, don't forget to stretch first, pal. We don't need you to, like, pull a hamstring or something. Good call. Trying to cover like the it. radio row. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we will need to really work out, stretch a little bit, get our uh, cardio in. We'll get our – trust me, we're going to get our steps because we are not staying at uh, – we're not staying – like, we're in the middle of the strip. And Mandalay Bay is kind of off to the end by the MGM Grand. So yeah. we're actually we're actually going to be staying closer to Caesars. So that means for us, we're either walking, which we probably could use because we'll get some good workouts, or we'll we'll Uber over. But yeah, that is the plan for us to uh, to make sure we'll have uh, we'll, we'll be in plenty of great shape uh, for this trip. That's for sure. So Saturday, have you ever seen a crowd that's affected a game more than what the Ravens crowd affected C.J. Stroud in the Texans? I counted, what, six false starts penalties the whole game? I've never seen a crowd that loud. Oh, yeah. Well, you might. Maybe you'll see it uh, Maybe you'll see it again coming up on Sunday when Mahomes comes to town. And me and the buddy sitting next to me, we couldn't hear each other. And he still has season tickets. He told me that it was even louder t- uh, on Saturday than it was 20 years ago. Wow. So that should be something to watch. It's going to be a great game. But when it comes to it, I can understand why you want to take Kansas City and you want to take Mahomes. One thing I would say in caution is that we're getting Andrews back. So that should be a very big plus. It will be. Likely played well, though. Let's give Likely some credit. He uh, he had a touchdown pass against Houston and played well. Um, Look. Uh, there's no doubt. Uh, Mark Andrews is going to be a big deal for that championship game on Sunday. But we also don't know, you know, how healthy Mark Andrews really is. Because if he was 100%, he would have played on Saturday. And they held him out. So, you know, they, they obviously don't feel he's 100% just yet. But even if you have Mark Andrews at 75% against Kansas City, that's going to be a big addition. I 100% agree. And have you seen a defense that made people look like rookies, like they've been doing so far this year? No. I I was asking Adrian. C.J. Stroud played in the first game. After that, he went on a great run. I mean, we were almost calling this guy, the, I would say, the backup MVP after what he did the last couple of weeks and including what he did to, uh, to Cleveland. But the way that he looked on Saturday was unreal. You know what's weird, though, about the Ravens this season? And this is the interesting thing. They were swept by the Steelers. They lost to the Browns. They lost to the Colts. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, those are some of those are not good losses. And that's why, even though they have the MVP of the league 
and they're playing great football, and they're going to be at home, I just don't have a feeling yet that I can feel good about taking Baltimore against KC. Where I usually start to worry is if we have a double-digit lead going into the fourth quarter, because with the exception of the 18th game or the 17th game against the Steelers, where we just rested everybody. Yeah. All the other games, we had a double-digit lead going into the fourth quarter and blew a lead in the fourth quarter. Now, those were also back in the beginning of November was the last one. So they have matured a lot since then. And if you notice, even against Texans, they didn't take their foot off the gas at all this time. They knew, hey, we've got it. We we just need to keep attacking. One thing I didn't see, even when they were in the final two minutes, I didn't see the prevent defense. Mm-hmm. So as long as they stay with that, I think it's going to be a very interesting game. And, you know, you bring up another good point. Last, the last week of the season, they didn't play anybody. And prior to that, they had won 10 out of 11. So this was a very good team. Their only loss was against the Browns. That was it. So, um, you know, and they had good wins. I mean, they, they killed the Lions. They beat up on yeah. the 49ers. They crushed the and Dolphins. The I mean, yeah, the, see, they beat the, the Seahawks 37-3. At that time. Right, right. So, yeah, it's it's going to be something. No, I agree. I mean, look, there's a lot of the uh, Kansas City is going to be an underdog in this in this game. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there's no way Baltimore is going to be a uh, you know a, a home dog for the championship game. In fact, right now I'm seeing between three and three and a half. Uh, for the Ravens, their right. favorite. So, yeah, KC is is clearly the underdog in this one. Right. So, I, I still I think I'm going to have to go. God, I hate this, but I'm going to have to go with the Ravens. I generally try to pick against them every week, knowing that if I give them some kind of good luck, it's going to rub off in the wrong way. But I'm going to have to go with the Ravens this week. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you should. I mean, that's just. And did you go with the Ravens this past week against Houston? No, I didn't. Ah. I couldn't stand the nine and a half. That was my thing. Okay. Straight up, straight up, I could have taken him. The nine and a half, no. All right. So you like the Ravens in the three and a half or three, depending on which, which where you go. Because if you look at it, I mean, Vegas-wise, home home field advantage gives you three, right? So mm-hmm. when you're calling this, really, you're calling this a pick em. That's right. That's exactly right. So, all right, Eddie. Good job, man. Appreciate right. the call. Thanks for getting in today. 29 passes as we uh, approach the bottom of the hour here on Sports Talk. And I think a pick is fair with these two teams. I, I really do. Um, you know, Ravens with a better regular season team, but just because of their track record and because they've been there so many times over the years, it's just it's hard to pick against Mahomes. It really is. Yeah, I'm going to uh, have to run back the tape next week when I'm wrong because it's so hard to. But I, I guess I'm I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to pick the Ravens. I'm I feel good about it. So uh, I'll give you the case. I just love how Lamar's playing right yeah, now, and it, and and it is obviously the MVP season and what he's been able. But he's a playmaker. It's like whenever they need that play, he gets it done. He has this uh, ability where he can scramble outside the pocket and make everybody on defense look. Stupid. I just, I've never, I don't remember a quarterback unlike uh, this ever in the history of football. Maybe you can point out some of the times where Michael Vick did the same thing, but what he's able to do in the scrambling sense is pretty remarkable. And Steve, the the sneaky thing that the Ravens did that Eddie didn't mention uh, and we didn't talk about here in this segment. 
Forget the Mark Andrews edition. How about the Dalvin Cook edition? He actually ran the ball pretty nicely in the second half yeah. and looked like he was ready to go. Like he's been waiting for this opportunity all season long. They've got a question mark right now on uh, Gus Edwards after he went out mm-hmm. late in the game. Maybe Dalvin Cook's the guy who steps in and is excellent in this game. Yeah, I mean, what a nice luxury, right, Jeff? Now you have the uh, you know the Justice Hill Dalvin Cook one-two punch. If Gus can't play, that's a big deal. Plus uh, Lamar in that running mix, too. He's he's the most dangerous uh, on this group. Really, he is. Look, he had over 100 yards rushing and, and two touchdowns on the ground against Houston. That's got to be the number one focus of the Kansas City defense is trying to figure out a way to limit uh, Lamar Jackson on the ground. Let him If he can, throws a couple touchdowns in the air, you could still overcome that. But it's it's the ground game that scares you so much. Yeah, make him beat, uh, make him beat you through the air. That's mm-hmm. the game plan that you have to do. And then, look, his receivers outside of Zay Flowers, not that special. Rashad right. Bateman, uh, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr., for sure, he could always show up. He but one catch against Houston. One catch. Well, I was going to get at his buddy. hasn't done it all season long, really. No. It's just Zay Flowers. I mean, that's, let's be honest. No. That's their that's their receiving core, Zay Flowers. Yeah, and Odell just brings you the Super Bowl prowess. He's done it before. And Andrews will take targets away. I mean, that's, he's, your, he's your guy. He'll be your number two behind Zay. There's no doubt about it. So, all right. Let's go to Adrian, Sports Center. Then we're back with more in a moment. By the way, happy birthday, Lane Frank, celebrating number 16 today. Sweet 16 for Lane Frank as we send it back to Adrian to get this Sports Center update. Adrian, thank you very much. 33 now past the hour as we continue here on Sports Talk. By the way, got a good story by Brett Bloomquist in the Times today reflecting on Nate Poss, who will be moving on from UTEP football after 27 years. In fact, I know the question is, well, what's he going to do now? I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's going to stop by the 600 ESPN El Paso River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studios and reflect on those 27 years, hopefully sometime this week or next. Man, we can get all the war stories. That uh, you know he's been reflective on, he's been nostalgic about, and you know he's talked about a lot here throughout these couple weeks. So just a legend here in this city has affected so many people's lives uh, throughout the football program and outside of it. Uh, so it'll be great to catch up with Nate. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. So um, we'll uh, we'll reach out and, and look at getting that scheduled again. John Teicher, 90 minutes from now with UTEP basketball live at Hudson's uh, Grill, 1770 Lee Trevino. All right. If you missed it, UTEP, big winner um, over the weekend. They uh, scored 93 points on Western Kentucky. 93. The big victory, and uh, as a result, the Miners are now 2-2 two and two in Conference USA. All right, um, minor talk I heard was a, was it a little more lively Saturday night after the game well, versus Thursday? So a uh, quick backstory was with the Oscar Adietta Agency. It was their kickoff event, 2024, Embrace the Journey. Loved the event out at Starlight Event Center. Steve, I got out of there a little late, so it was uh, Sal Montes, Alberto Retta taking over minor talk, and it was a little bit more lively. However, they did tell me that because of the San Francisco Green Bay game, it was a struggle to get some calls in. Really? Yeah, I was winding up right around the same time. But uh, I'll tell you this from what I listened to on Minor Talk and what I heard, it was a more positive group uh, about this team. And people are wondering, has this team turned the corner? Well, that's the big question. I would like to know, if they've, what do you think? If you, if you were there at the game on Saturday, have the Miners turned the corner? My answer is no. They have not turned the corner. Now, if they beat Louisiana Tech, or better yet, if they split this week 
against La Tech and Sam Houston State on the road, and they win one of those two games, I will. Feel, I'm not going to say they've turned the corner, but I'll feel good. If you want to, if they win both games on the road, then yes, I feel like they've turned the corner. But right now, you can't tell me that a team that is winless on the road has turned the corner on their season. It all depends on how they play Thursday night in Ruston and then uh, how they uh, handle themselves uh, against uh, Sam Houston State on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, this is how I felt after the Middle Tennessee win. I felt the same way, you know, going into the Western Kentucky game. If UTEP wins, it's great. It's a good thing right there. It doesn't change my opinion overall about them until we see what they can do to try to change things on the road. Absolutely. That's the big part about them. I mean, they, they've shown it at home. They've they've yes. beaten some of the best competition you can face in mid-major hoops. Remember the Wyoming game. Look back on even the uh, game that they played in that neutral game against Cal and how they were playing early season. You could look at the Sun Bowl Invitational, whatever you might look at. Look this at this past weekend. Let's see it uh, on the road. Let's see what they can do away from the Haskins Center that's not on a neutral site in these Conference USA games. If you look at it right now, you might argue their best overall win was just over this past weekend against Western Kentucky. Yep. And if you're not calling that the best win, then it's probably Cal, which was in the SoCal Challenge in late November. All right. Awards to give out from Saturday night's game. Let's start first with our win supply. El Paso hot hand to the game. This one goes to Corey Camper Jr. What a performance by him. Uh, he was kind of that bright spot of this team. When I rewatched the game, Steve, I just thought to myself, Corey Camper's shot at the top of the key right now is automatic. It's it, he's hitting it at any type of at, at any rate that he wants. 19 points on five of seven shooting from two point shots. He made a three pointer. He also made six free throws in this game, contributed with three rebounds, three assists, and only two fouls, zero turnovers for Corey Camper Jr. He's the hot hand of the game. Love that. Hey, it's still cold outside in El Paso, which means those heaters need to work. And if you need a new heater, I have an answer for you. And that is Wind Supply El Paso and uh, their champion heating and cooling uh, distributorship. In fact, they are the official distributors of champion heating and cooling here in El Paso, and they will be able to keep you warm this winter. Here's what you do. You go to the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. You go down to the Certified Champion Elite Dealers. Then you'll see the Preferred Champion Dealers. Guarantee you this, there is a champion dealer near you. You'll have the phone number. You'll have the contact name. You'll have the email. Give them a call. Tell them you heard it on 600 ESPN El Paso, and uh, they will get you all set and making sure that you stay warm here to begin 2024. How about our Timothy Cantrell player of the game? This one it was a little bit of a debate, uh, according to Sal and Alberto, uh, but it ended up being Tay Hardy. Before I talk about Hardy, just want to give a big shout-out to Otis Frazier III, uh, Conference USA Player of the Week. Another great performance in this one. After an eight-steal performance, which was amazing in itself against Middle Tennessee, he comes back with four steals against Western Kentucky. Significant play late in the game, but the player of the game had to be Tay Hardy. 27 points in the first half. He looked unstoppable. He's been playing at his best right now. Four steals in this game to go along with it. Uh, He did have four turnovers, but I'm okay with it because he made four three-pointers and really big. uh, You know, He's really stepped up big for the Miners here during the stretch. Timothy Cantrell is your trusted real estate agent with over 20 years of experience, and he's got everything, folks. Whether it's valuable resources, he's got uh, vast knowledge, unwavering dedication, 
He wants to make your real estate dreams come true. Here's what you do. You can contact Timothy Cantrell today, 915-204-8441. That's 204-8441. Follow him on Instagram at Timothy Realtor for the latest listings and tips as well. Cruz, we'll get you in just a moment. 20 in front of five. Back with more Sports Talk continues. 600 ESPN El Paso. Continue here on Sports Talk. I want to thank Cruz for hanging through the break. Let's get him next as we wind up hour number one with more of your phone calls. 505-6009-600 ESPN El Paso. If you would like to send it uh, to us on Twitter or X, we'd love to hear from you. And, of course, our free mobile app where you can listen to the show and communicate uh, with us by chatting on our mobile app. Cruz, what's happening, man? How are you? No, I'm doing okay. Thank you, bud. Hey, I got a couple of comments. comments uh, sure. One about the Cowboys, the other Green Bay. You know, Green Bay had that game even at the end. You know, Jordan Love should not have thrown that pass. I mean, he did what you're taught in junior high not to do in high school and in college. You don't throw across the the, uh, the field like that. You give the the uh, defenders, you give them another one or two seconds to run to the ball, and, and the ball was not even accurate. You know, I was really disappointed in that, but yeah, but, he, but, but listen, I thought I thought Jordan Love played pretty well. I mean, that was a bad mistake. I'm I'm with you on that. But for the most part, I thought he did pretty good. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, he played a real good game up until then. But uh, I also wanted to ask about the Dallas Cowboys. Has there been any kind of an explanation why the Cowboys are so flat, like when they played against Arizona, San Francisco, uh, Buffalo, Miami, and then Green Bay? Any kind of an explanation why? It seems that, well, they're going to keep the, the head coach. So, it seems to me that this is some kind of a problem uh, among the players. You know, I mean, they were so flat right away in, in the first series. You could tell right away in each of yep. those games that they were not ready. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, that's obviously that's a coaching thing, and you know, that's that's part of the issue when you have Mike McCarthy as great regular season coach, but even though he's won one Super Bowl title in Green Bay, he just hasn't been able to get the Cowboys over the hump. Then again, nobody's been able to get the Cowboys over the hump since Jimmy Johnson. You could you could make the argument that Barry Switzer had a team that a lot of us could have coached uh, all the way through and he won yeah. a ring, but after that it's been uh, it's been a rough go. Yeah, even Jerry Jones said that uh... Barry Switzer, that that was a team that Barry Switzer got that many coaches could have coached them to a Super Bowl sure. victory. And, sure. And I, I remember hearing that. But I, I'd sure like to hear some kind of explanation or something. You know, there's this dog over here. They used to call him Cowboy. They changed his name to Jones after that game, you know. <laughs> and just, but, but it's uh, – a lot of people really took it hard, you know, how how they they played in the yep. meaningful games. Yeah, but I mean, but is it really anything new, Cruz? It's been the same thing for the last twenty plus years. Yeah, 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 it's true. <laughs> Appreciate the call, man. Thanks for getting in. Let's go next to George. He joins us on Sports Talk. How you doing, George? Yeah, doing great, Adrian. I mean, uh, Steve. No, he's here too. That. No, you listen. You if you hey. call me if you call me Adrian, I take it as a compliment. And I'm right. not offended. That is a, that is a good. That, if you're if you're going to call me any name other than mine, uh, I, I definitely accept Adrian. That's fine. Sounds groovy. Hey, great great weekend for some playoff football. There's some teams that I thought would would pull out the, the upset, and there's some teams that just didn't come through. I, I was kind of disappointed seeing the score with uh, Baltimore and Houston, but it, it's, it's not a surprise. I mean, Baltimore's been dominating when they had to be. Uh, Buffalo, it was just a tough loss for for, uh, for Allen and, and his bunch. 
you know, that, that uh, field goal, that missed field goal, and then just that interception at the end of the game to end the game is yeah. just, they, they, they really uh, shot themselves in the foot right there. And then uh, Casey and I just, I just love the way Mahomes plays. But I don't know, Steve. I have to go against you. And I mean, the way Lamar's been playing, he's 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 balls out, man. I, I think I know. he's he's got a he's a man on a mission, and he's got some pretty good weapons out there. And he does. I mean, so, listen, I'm not going to discount uh, Buffalo about Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, but just remember one thing: Buffalo was playing balls out until they played Kansas City. All right, that was a team that was on fire. They put it together the last six weeks of the regular season. They were hot in the postseason. It looked promising. And then all of a sudden, as, as we've talked about, very difficult for a team to beat the same team twice when you're Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. Um, but look, Baltimore's favored. They're supposed to win. They've got the league MVP. Um, I'm picking Kansas City as an upset. I mean, that's not, that is not the favorite. I mean, yes, Mahomes might have the track record and Andy Reid and that whole group, but you know, if there was ever a season where Baltimore should go to the Super Bowl, it's this year. Right. I agree with you. The, the running game's been working for them. And, and, and what I saw this weekend, they, they just let uh, everything hang out. I mean, against, they did. But just remember Houston. one thing the Kansas City Chiefs are not the Houston Texans. That's true. No, yeah, you're right. You're right about that, Steve. But, I mean, they're, they're playing in, in, a, in a very hostile environment. And, yep. and Baltimore is not going to make it easy. They're not going to make it. A walk in the park. Oh, there's no doubt. Be, there's no doubt. I think it's gonna it's gonna go down to the last possession. I think that's 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 where I'm seeing it. And yeah, you, you're right. I mean, you you have all all the right to to say uh, Mahomes because yeah, he, he, when the game's on the line, that's one guy that you're gonna trust is gonna is gonna lead you to a victory. So yeah, you're right in that. And on the other side, Pretty and and Detroit. I don't know. I mean. That that's really that's really going to be a hard one because they're going to be without Debo Samuel. Um, that game almost got away from them. And uh, Aaron, I I was hoping they would they would pull it out. That when when that when that kicker shanked it, I was like, oh my god, yep. no way! Yep. It was like had they had they tied the game and it gone into overtime, I, I would have given it to to Green Bay. Me I really too. Would've. Me too. So. Anyway, good job. Appreciate you, George. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks for getting in as we continue. By the way, that win over Houston on uh, Sunday, or Saturday, I should say, that was only the second win in the postseason in the career of Lamar Jackson. So, hasn't, yeah, played, right. hasn't played a ton of postseason games. I think that makes him now 2-4. and four all-time in the postseason. Yeah, and for Lamar, he's got something to prove yes, because he, he did it against a rookie in the Houston Texans and you were tied at halftime. Mm-hmm. So let's see you do it against the league's best team or at least the best team last year in the Super Bowl champs from 2023. Good point. Come back, final hour next. Stay with us. Sports Talk continues. 600 ESPN El Paso. The River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studio. Here's Steve Kaplowitz and Adrian Broadus. Welcome back, everybody. Start of hour number two here on Sports Talk. Yes, he's Adrian Broadus. I'm Steve Kaplow. It's great to have you back. 600 ESPN El Paso. That's our home every day for the last, gosh, 34 years. It's pretty remarkable. 915-505-6009 gets you through to the program. That is 
6009. You can also connect with us at 600 ESPN El Paso. I don't know if you heard this call or not, Adrian. This one's pretty good. Here is the Korean broadcast call of the Tyler Bass miss late in the Kansas City Buffalo game. That is awesome. That is how, to me, that's how we should have American sports. Let's be honest. When you shank it and you uh, have that situation, uh, you know, go, go happen to you, this is exactly what we should be listening to here for all American sports broadcasts. That is, that is fantastic stuff. That's really amazing. Uh, I love the enthusiasm on the miss because uh, it is one of those pivotal moments. It changes the whole season. It ends a season for a certain team like the Buffalo Bills last night. I thought that was going in for sure. I was even, you know, as soon as Tyler Bass got up to, you know, kick that field goal, I got up to go get a drink thinking, oh, he's for sure going to make this. This is going overtime. I was getting ready. I was getting prepared for some bonus football. Instead, he misses it and Kansas City wins it. Man, oh, man. You're right. You see what Aaron Rodgers did uh, this no. afternoon? No, what did he do? He took the entire Jets offensive line to Vegas for some golf, hockey, and drinks. What a nice guy, huh? Yep. Apparently, he took him to the most expensive per-round golf course in America, $1,200 per player, yeah. which he covered. Well, uh, flex on him, Aaron Rodgers. That's all, honestly one of the best courses you're going to find in the world and uh, perfect view of the sphere. I think it's the Wyndham. Not sure exactly which one it is, but I, I think that's what it's called. But I know which one you're talking about. Notorious for their high green fees. What were your thoughts on shirtless Jason Kelsey at the uh, Buffalo-Kansas City game celebrating his brother? You know what? I was thinking, actually, from the Taylor Swift perspective, imagine her, like, this is like the point of the rom-com movie, right? Mm. Where, like, uh, the she starts getting too too close to the family and she's starting to look over and, and she has a conversation with Travis afterwards saying, Hey, look, your brother had like 15 beers and he was shirtless. I, I'm Taylor Swift, by the way, I can't be uh, hanging around things like that. And this is, this is the tumultuous time in the rom-com movie before uh, Travis Kelsey proposes and then they're engaged and get married. He's like Frank the tank. I yeah, mean, there come you go. on. Yeah. It's, it's what you want. You know, the, the only thing missing was he didn't go streaking down the quad in Buffalo after the game. That was it. Other than that, you know, he's uh, he was he was just apparently watched the entire game in the suite shirtless too. That is also something that's interesting. Believe it or not, um, Andy Reid was asked today about shirtless Jason Kelsey, and uh, here is the head coach of Kansas City and what he had to say. Did you see any video of Jason Kelsey in the game having his fun? Did he come see you guys? I don't know if you've seen the video. He looked like he had a had a good time at the game. Yeah, my, my wife uh, saw him, Todd. So um, she took pictures with him. I, I saw I saw the pictures. So, did he have a shirt on when he, when she saw him? No shirt on. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Listen, he, he's the best. He's a great kid. Um, great father. That's probably the thing I'm most proud of him for because he's got a great wife and, and kids and everything. So he's done a nice job with that.
nice job with that. And apparently uh, he'll just take off his shirt and uh, start screaming and yelling and uh, going going crazy for his brother. You know, we didn't see any Trayvon Diggs doing that for Stephon Diggs in the Buffalo game. So you know what? And the brother showdown, uh, give the edge to Jason here. I love what he's able to do. I love how he's hyping up his brothers. He gets brother of the year already here in 2024. He does. Uh, I had this question earlier from A through Z at Z Monsters underscore 20. How much did the cold weather affect the Texans? I still think the Texans would have lost, but I think it would have been a closer game. Either way, as a Texans fan, I'm excited for the future. Go Texans. Um, So when the weather is a factor for the Dolphins, I feel like it could really throw them off their game. As far as Houston goes... I mean, Buffalo, I mean, Baltimore just has a great defense, and the crowd was into it. I'm sure the weather didn't help Houston, um, especially with what they're used to in their conditions at home. But, Adrian, I, even if that game was played in perfect weather, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, you know, maybe it had a bit of an impact. Well, I, you, that's, that's a tough, that one's tough. Miami, I always say yes. Houston, I don't know. Right, I don't know either. I think also uh, C.J. Stratt, if you truly believe he's up in the upper echelon of quarterbacks, he pushes uh, past all those excuses and he just finds a way to try to win. I thought he had a similar rookie season as uh, the likes of like Andrew Luck when he had a rookie season really came onto the scene for the Colts. Uh, that's how I would equate it for C.J. Stratt. I would think crowd was more of a factor than weather in this situation. Crowd definitely hurt all those counts, that he, the silent counts that he was trying to get done yeah. and all, led to all those false start penalties on Houston's side. Mm, true enough. All right, let's go back to the phones. The sports talk continues. Here's Gator Richard, beginning hour number two, 505 What's up, Richard? Happy New Year, man. Happy, well, we, we've spoken in the last uh, 22 days, but man, if you're, if you're celebrating again, Happy New Year. Good to hear from you. Go Gators. Go Gators. Hey, NFL E at his finest Okay, you got you got the uh what was it? Fake punt. Then you got the fumble through the end zone. Then you got the missed field goal. I mean, come on, man. I guess everybody still believes in Santa Claus too, right? They do. And don't uh don't say anything else or a lot of kids are going to be upset with you. So uh, be real careful about that one. How old were your kids when you uh gave them the, broke them the news about Santa Claus? Oh, my kids figured it out on their own when I'm I'm out there doing all the shopping, and then they're like, "Dad, did did you buy this or did Santa Claus buy this?" It's like, uh, yeah. All right, that's that's good to hear. Wait, wait, way to go, way to go, Richard. What else uh, besides the fact that uh, NFL E, as you call it, do you are you happy with the teams left in Championship Weekend? No, nah, I, I actually I just watched part of the game. I I caught like the uh you know, fumble through the end zone and all that. I caught that on the radio cuz I was driving. And uh I I had a comment about that amateur that won uh won the golf tournament. Yeah, that was a big story in itself. Dunlop. Okay. Yep. So so the prize money went to the second place cat. Right, there's one point. Yeah, you're right, right, right. He can't. Right, the, the okay. amateur, you so, can't take the prize money home. That, that, so, that's so correct. Where, where, where's the, uh, where's the uh, fan base of, of, you know, non-live people screaming that this guy should like maybe get a couple hundred grand, put it in a an old briefcase, and hand it off to the kid's parents. 
you know, since he lost, technically. Well, I got I, I got a better one for you right now. Um, Dunlap, uh, he's a sophomore, by the way, at the University of Alabama. And, yeah, uh, you know, and by the way, there has not been an amateur to win on the PGA Tour in over three decades. This is a rarity. So he has withdrawn from the field at uh, this week's Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines in La Jolla and now is going back to uh, Alabama and he is going to decide what he wants to do. In fact, he could even potentially turn pro. So right. we, well, will, can, we will can see I, Can that. I interject something here? Yes. Okay. Now, wouldn't this guy be a prime candidate for NIL? Not just like, hey, the, yeah. you know, get 100%. some NIL. No, no, no. And, and, you're you're right. These basketball players yes. so they can not hustle down the court. Now, I now number one, we don't know if he's if he's not getting nil. For all we know, he's getting it right now anyway. No one's really discussed that, but yes, he would be an absolute prime candidate for nil. You're 100. percent know, Nike, Rolex, all the same sponsors that Tiger yeah. had. Yeah, and uh, and and make make his hundred thousand. If not, if not, if not more, one. Yeah, he can make that one point five mil back in spades. Yep. All right. Appreciate right, it. I gotta go. I'm ordering food, man. Yeah, wait, wait, hey, where, where are you ordering from? What are you getting, man? Uh, I'm at Chico's Tacos. Can I get two doubles, two one doubles. single? Two doubles, a single. Uh, two large coats, large one coat. small coat. Small coat. Make, make one of those large coats a Sprite. Yes. And make that small coat a Sprite. All right. Don't forget Good the meal. hot dog. Yeah, Where's eat, the fries? Oh, a fries, too. You getting a hot dog? No hot dog. Oh, all right. Well, hey, that was a solid yeah, order. I, I'm at the. I'm not, yeah, I know. That's uh, yeah. my daughter uh, was supposed to be taking her stupid driving test, yeah. and then the impact certificate, a two-hour video. She took it. She took it over five months ago, so the thing expired. Oh my! Of course, God. when we show up, we show up today, wait in line just for the girl to say, "Oh, this expired on the 11th." Oh. And I said, "I said, come on." And she's like, "Well, no, I can't do it." I said, "Supervisor." And then another, and I said, well, who's your boss? And I had two levels of supervisor come out, and not one of them would budge. I said, it's not like it says 2023 on it. It's 2024, yo. You know, one of those. No, can't do it. But we can schedule it for later this week. I said, all right, go ahead and do that. Oh, you know, and, and now you're, your and battles, you're, I guess. And now, you're, and now you're at Chico's instead. All right. Yeah, so, you know, my daughter, I had to check her out of school. Thank you, man. Thank you, had to check her out of school for aggravation. How about that? Uh, like uh, that's that's a tough way to go. Hey, enjoy uh, enjoy those two doubles in a single. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we'll see you. There he is, Gator Richard. Not a bad order. No, not bad either. That's not bad. Did you like the thank you, ma'am? You yeah, see? he's really polite. polite when he is ordering food at a restaurant. He's not like he is when he calls the show. He's very, he's very polite. Very polite. Just don't catch him on the wrong afternoon at the DMV, right? Mm, yeah, that's a that's a rough go, man. That is a rough go. 11 days expired. Goes through two supervisors and can't make it happen. Oh man. I love it. And then uh yeah, I would I would love to know if uh this order gets wrong at Chico's. I mean, he might he might uh, raise some hell over there. Yeah, that's true. And by the way, whenever you tell us that you have to go cuz you have to order to place, oh, we want to hear the order. Like we are not we're we are not 
hanging up on you until we find out where you are and what the order is. That is the that is going to become a new tradition here on Sports Talk. So if any of you call and you are, you're going to try to get rid of us before you place your fast food order, no, 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 exactly the opposite. We want to hear that order, then we will hang up on you. Yeah, you got to hang on with us, and then and then we'll talk more about uh, Nick Dunlap winning as an amateur for the first time in three decades. It's big deal, it. man! Big yeah. big deal. And uh, the NIL money—it's there for Alabama already. It's a choice between uh, go and win a college national championship with the Tide and try to do that, or become pro. I mean, hey, the fact that he won means that he's uh, has his PGA Tour card all the way up to 2026. So some in the golf world would argue that that's good enough. Others in just the general sport world are wondering, well, why can't he cash out on these millions of dollars? True enough. Ivan just checked in at 600 ESPN El Paso and says a dude who goes by Gator Richard ordering Chico's tacos on live radio is the most El Paso thing ever. Hey, man, Uh, Ivan, listen, you know, we didn't know where he was. He didn't tell us. He just told us he had to go because he had to order. And then we found out where we heard the we listened to the order. And uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was solid stuff. It really was. So, a couple of doubles and a single. Look, uh, he's 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 all set and ready to go. Didn't throw the extra salsa there. Uh, so we no. just he knows that he li- he likes just regular salsa, not the heavy salsa. That's true. And by the way, if you're hungry and you're looking for a good meal tonight, Hudson's Grill is where we recommend. 1770 Lee Trevino. You can hang out with John Teicher, voice of the Miners, and enjoy Utah basketball with Keith Adams and Joe Golding coming up here in less than an hour. Six o'clock. We'll have it for you on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Charlie One. We'll get a traffic update and then our final 45 minutes with you here on a Monday, 600 ESPN El Paso. Back here on Sports Talk as we continue. 505-6009. That is our telephone number. 505-6009. Get you right on in and through to the program. There is a uh, restaurant that has opened up in El Paso that uh, has really taken this city by storm. It's called Another Broken Egg Cafe. We are talking about, um, man, if you love uh, great food and really love uh, whether it's chef-inspired breakfast, brunch, and lunch, plus they've got uh, handcrafted cocktails, spiked cold brews, mimosas, a full bar, a little bit of everything. I want to try the Eggs Benedict because I love Eggs Benedict, but the omelets, the BLTs, the burgers, the salads, it's all there. You can enjoy $50 to another Broken Egg Cafe for just $25 this Friday at 10 a.m., part of of our dining deals. It's so simple. Just go to 600ESPNElPaso.com, click the dining deals, and uh, in less than four days, you'll have the opportunity to enjoy another Broken Egg Cafe here on the west side of town. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, that is the that is the ultimate way to try a restaurant you've never been to 
or it's a great way to try one of your favorites uh, by saving that kind of uh, money here with 600 ESPN. The exciting part about uh, launching this year's uh, uh, you know dining deals across our radio stations is that we get to work with great people like Another Broken Egg Cafe. Uh, great uh, breakfast menu. I love uh, what they have for their early morning specials, Steve, which is really exciting. So if you stop by, just ask your server about their early morning specials. And then it's at the corner of Sunland and Mesa. So, you know, it's right around the street from here uh, at us here at the radio station, and it's easy for us to get over there. So we're going to have to make a trip out there. Another Broken Egg Cafe. So happy that they're on board with us. On Man, this. I am too. I can't wait. This Friday is going to be epic and uh, just happy that you're right. They are part of our dining deals back for 2024. And there are still some restaurants from last year that we have limited certificates. So when you go to the website to check out another Broken Egg Cafe, check out everything with dining deals. Because who knows? You could stock up and take advantage of uh, a, a ton of great restaurants still available now at 600 com. So that is the way to do it. 505 505- 6009, our telephone number 505-6009. If you're at the UTEP game this past weekend and you want to talk about it with us, we'd love to hear from you. Mike Maddox was in town. He was honored by UTEP. He played baseball in the early 80s for the minors, and uh, it was really cool since he won a championship with the uh, Rangers this past week that um, everybody here to help greet uh, Mike Maddox uh, back uh, for uh, his trip to El Paso, probably his first trip in almost in over forty years. I love these, uh, you know, the recognition by Dr. Heather Wilson, president of UTEP, and then director of athletics Jim Center, uh, voice of the minors John Teicher actually spoke to him at halftime too. So it was a great interview there. Uh, great to see somebody like him be honored after such a historic season. Everybody uh, who is a Rangers fan here in El Paso uh, was so excited that the Rangers got it done in twenty twenty three, and to honor one of our own here in El Paso was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it really was. Uh, by the way, also, uh, we had a quite the weekend. Uh, I know you did as well. You were with Oscar Arrieta on Saturday, part of his big event. Uh, we had a gathering at the house Saturday night uh, for my wife, who uh, will be uh, officially uh, hitting a milestone birthday tomorrow, but we celebrated on Saturday. and Nice. It was very cool because as soon as the UTEP game was over, uh, we started at 7, but as soon as the UTEP game was over, Jason Craig, the DJ uh, who DJs for uh, all the UTEP games. And one of our friends here uh, at the radio station, he um, went and came right from UTEP to the house and uh, was with us till about uh, 1230 in the morning. It was fantastic and uh, does such a great job. In fact, uh, I'll say this, Adrian, and, and I don't, you know, again, I I don't know if this is something that UTEP will ever do, but. I feel like Jason's DJing ability is very underutilized at UTEP games. And if you're paying him to DJ, and and, and again, I don't want to take anything away from the UTEP pep band. They should be there. They're, they're, they're a huge part of this program for the last thousand years. But there's got to be a way to incorporate Jason more to make the games more fun when there's not basketball going on at UTEP. They're just they're I, I I'm sorry, but he knows how to work a crowd. He knows how to get people excited. 
I saw it firsthand Saturday, and I know it just from the times I've been around him, when he DJs and opens up for concerts and big, big shows, uh, not just here but around the area. The man is a talent, and when you're paying him to be there, Adrian, I almost feel right now like they're not getting their money's worth because they're not utilizing him to their full capabilities. And if they did it, and, and here's the deal, when you watch – Major college basketball games right now. I'm talking the biggest games in the country with packed crowds. They've taken the NBA model, and what they're doing is they've got a DJ like Jason keeping the crowd dancing, entertained, and very much into what's going on when the game is not happening. And they're making it like a dance party. So NBA's done that. And other big schools are doing that. And I almost feel like that's the miss right now with UTEP. Don't ignore the pep band. Let's not just say we don't need them. Yes, you do. However, that being said, they must find a way to really take full advantage of Jason and he'll get the students back because once the word starts to get out that they're playing good music and that people are into it and it's more lively, get the younger kids back. Get the student population back. I know the older fan base. It might not be their cup of tea, but I got to tell you something. The students are important. The The atmosphere is important. And if he can bring some hip-hop and and uh, and really some, some R&B and some rap and play some stuff that gets people going – why not? Why not take advantage of that at UTEP Games? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that you uh, went on this topic because, you know, when I was going, and, and again, this, uh, at least my point of view on this, has nothing to do with the band itself. It has more yep. to do with, like, what we saw on Thursday it was AI night, artificial intelligent night. So they took away from the times when Jason could be DJing to put out artificial intelligent music for UTEP. It was curated for UTEP. So it was very strange. Strange, right? It's not the actual music that D- that the DJ Jason is playing. It's uh, music that you know, obviously, that falls in line with their promotions. There has to be a way this all works out because uh, you're right. Like you watch some of the games, or I was at the Thursday uh, night game, and it seems like at times fans are almost embarrassed to cheer or to get loud because of what people around them are going to say or what they're going to do. The fact that uh, basketball games are now scattered, like fans are kind of scattered out there, I don't like that. I, I really don't. If you're trying to create a college basketball atmosphere, I understand the crowd was what it was on Saturday, but I understood that late game situation, the crowd really got into it and they they affected the game but you need people like Jason to really amp up the crowd throughout the contest and and really uh get the fans like the younger kids involved he can do it he can absolutely do it and get that place and turn that place alive again so why not why not utilize what you have we go to the phones we got uh, our pal Eddie Morelos calling in as we approach the bottom of the hour here on Sports Talk. Eddie, what's going on? Speaking of uh, promotions, I saw a really fun promotion last week over at uh, uh, over here in uh, Las Cruces with the, the dogs, the doggies racing. You know, that was a lot of fun. And uh, But on the, on the court side of things, I, I don't know about you guys, but I was really surprised uh, to see uh, the Borderland teams uh, come up with some sweeps this last week. Those are big. I don't know. I mean, especially both both NMSU and UTEP beating Western Kentucky. 
Yeah, that, that's the big one. I mean, Middle Tennessee, they were expected to win, okay? But UTEP and Kentucky, that's a, and Western Kentucky with UTEP and New Mexico State, those were huge victories for both programs. Huge. And Western Kentucky, man, they looked very athletic, and they looked pretty darn good at times against NMSU, but, you know, both teams did what, and, and here's what I would say, right, to the to the fans, the basketball fan who goes, you know, there's the, the casual fan who likes to have the fun, and then you have your, your legit, the ones that are really into the game. Um, I would say this, man, just go to the game because you don't know what you're going to get. You can get a big, a big upset like we just saw this last week, and why not be there for that? You know what I mean? Why, why not be there for that? Yes, and uh, it, it was a lot of fun to watch, uh, to watch the basketball teams win this last week, and uh, hopefully we get more of that from from both Borderland teams. And uh, so, a lot of fun out there. I, I hope uh, more more people start showing up, Steve. Um, I've got a feeling that if they keep now, here's the key. Okay, got to win on the road. Okay, that's the biggest thing because we, we the question was asked: Has UTEP turned the corner? And my answer is no, they have not until you start to see them win road games. They haven't won a single road game yet. But if they hit the road and they beat La Tech and Sam Houston State and they've won four in a row heading back home for three straight, now you have reason to get excited and get fans into this building again. That, that's it, man. That, that's really it. And hopefully they can stay on that upward trend on the road. You're right. And I heard you talk about it last week, and I was like, I don't know. they got to win here at first, but now that they've done that, now we go to, go to the road and, and see what happens. Yep. Hey, see, one other thing I wanted to just really bring up is uh, Austin, no doubt, Trout is uh, bare knuckle fighting uh, in less than uh, it's less than two weeks on February second. Um, check it out, man! It, it's it's pretty crazy to think to, for me to think about bare knuckle boxing, but he's gonna do it at 38 years old. I believe he's 38, and he's still doing it. I can't believe he's fighting bare knuckle rather than fighting with gloves. Yeah, I, I just spoke with him, so. Wow, I'm just blown away that he's doing it at this age. But yeah. thanks, Steve, for the time, man. I'll be listening. All right, Eddie, take care of yourself. Thanks for the call. Wow, that is big. We need to get Austin on and talk a little bit about that before his fight because that's, that's a totally different realm, man. Bare-knuckle boxing is a totally different realm. He's 1-0 right now in uh, the bare-knuckles fight. Uh, I, I guess it's the BKFC, and uh, this is their 57th event out in Hollywood, February 2nd versus uh, Luis Palomino. That's right. who he takes on. All right. Thanks for the update. More in a moment. Let's get right back to the man, Adrian Broadus. He's got one last Sports Center update for us. As we continue, 35 past the hour here on Sports Talk, 505 6009, our telephone number. And um, Adrian, I, I, again, I, the. The whole idea of uh, of more music uh, at the UTEP games it is it's one of those things where they they've got a lot of presentations. So during commercials, I know, or during timeouts, they they do a lot of different things. But the only question is: Is there a way to incorporate all of their game day promotions, but still at the same time make 
the game experience more lively and enjoyable. Yeah, maybe you connect the promotions team to Jason, right? Because if they have a certain game, let him get into it with certain songs. Like, I know one of my favorite in-game promotions is uh, the Charlie Clark Nissan dance-off with Dancing Bobby taking on a fan. It's my favorite one. Every time it makes people laugh and stuff like that. I'm sure they coordinate those songs with Jason, right? I would Uh, think he's the one playing them and not somebody else. I would guess so. And if that's the case, continue at it. I mean, do more of those in-game promotions with your DJ and the promotions group. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Although um, I, I just think that if there was, and, and again, it's it's the whole idea of go to um, a major college basketball game, see and check it out, see what they're doing, and copy them. I mean, it's, it's all, really that's all you got to do. Look, the whole NBA is the same. Every If you go to an NBA game these days, every doesn't matter who you go to and who you see, the blueprint is the same everywhere you go. Yeah, actually, when you go to an NBA game, it's during the actual sequence of like a, an actual possession. They'll play music, so it's it's pretty funny, especially when you talk about a missed shot, air ball, or, or something like that. They will play music until uh, the next possession is pretty much wrapped up. When do you think college basketball will allow music to be piped in during game action? I feel like we're almost there, right? I agree with you. Because uh, the pandemic showed that you could pipe in crowd noise, and yep. so they were doing that. They were cranking it up to a whole other level. So why can't we just uh, you know, seamlessly transition into allowing more music being played throughout the game? Because then that solves everybody's issue, right? It does. And when college kids are playing 2K, there's music that's being piped in during those games. They they grew up playing that. They Also, if you think about it, a lot of the times when you're watching, uh, you know, when you're watching basketball workouts before coaching uh, starts, they've got music blasting anyway. Yeah, you think about just like locomotive FC games where you hear the banging of the drum constantly throughout game action. That gets fans into it, and that gets people really involved. I know if you talk about more traditional sports like football, there's there's a lot of stoppage time, which allows the bands to really play uh, through those stoppage points. But in basketball, the way uh, things are and how fast tempo it really is or how quick of a tempo uh, it can be and how fast the games can be, at times, well, you have those opportunities for a DJ to play during the games. Like, think about reviews, Steve, just to get fans into the game while they might be wandering or their eyes might be wandering a little bit during reviews, you know, take advantage of those points as well. I know. I just feel like prohibiting music is kind of like, come on, just, you know, if you really want to turn, uh, if you really want to try to make the college game uh, more like the NBA game, well, then just let, let them play music throughout. Yeah, restricting it is a little outdated, right? Seems like it. It does. All right, 38 pass. When we come back, final countdown. We'll get ready for John Teicher. He'll join us live from Hudson's and get his thoughts on the divisional rounds and championship weekend in the end of, in the uh, NFL. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that with Teicher next. Sports Talk continues, 600 ESPN El Paso.